Make home your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good? It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar, and save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers package are four iconic fork tender Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets. Yum, I love those. And so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you'll also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save over 50% plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined, but almost finished in D.C. And today, my guest is civil rights attorney Andrew Laufer. I've known him on Twitter for quite some time. I very much enjoy his takes and his tweets, so I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. Now, you know, I always try to keep these intros short, but I do have a new tier that I'm offering patrons on Patreon where you can get this show intro and ad free. So the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It is patrons who keep the show going. I want to say thank you so much for each and every one of you. I'm very grateful. And if you enjoy today's show, take a look at the About page. Just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see that I mostly talk to people about politics, but occasionally I interview actors about their craft because I used to be one. When you're on patreon.com slash startmeup, you will see all those tiers that I mentioned, and you can support the show at any point. Like, you could start with four bucks. You can always upgrade later. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. I follow them up with What's Up with me, Kimberly Johnson. I talk about whatever I feel like. It's, it's Sometimes it's political. It's just whatever's off the top of my head. So, like I said... You can sign up for any dollar amount right now. You can always upgrade later. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I always include my email. You can use that for PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, Apple Store, Apple Podcast Store, and become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and give me a review. I need reviews. Thank you to everyone who's done it. All right. Please enjoy my conversation with Andrew Laufer. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks, Kimberly. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> you know, we've known each other on Twitter for a long ass time. And um, it's funny because my boyfriend is Bob Suska, and I believe you recently did a show with him and Stuttering John Melendez. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he was like, Andrew is so cool. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, I know. And I, I keep thinking about inviting you, and then I forget or something comes up. And so, I got you now. And I know Bob's going to hit you up at some point to be on his podcast. So just FYI. <laughs> very cool. Bob's very cool. And I forgive your sins for not having me on. <laughs> I, know. I am a sinner, huh? <laughs> you are a sinner. But you oh, can be saved. yes, I can be saved. Well, you know what? God, I have so much to talk to you about today. There's so much. And I appreciate. But first of all, before I want to ask you your opinions on things, I just want you to kind of tell everybody who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, again, I'm Andrew Laufer. Mm -hmm. Hi. Uh, I'm, a civil, I'm a civil rights attorney. I've been practicing law in New York City from approximately 1998 when I got admitted to the bar through the present. Um, mm -hmm. I focus primarily on police misconduct cases, you know, more, more you know, um, co co you know more, more well known as, as uh, police brutality yeah. type, type cases. I do some employment litigation. And, um, you know, some personal injury. Um, that mm. also includes representing dozens of 9-11 first responders wow. who are suddenly becoming ill now wow. uh, from their exposure to toxins down at the pile. Um, so I'm representing a number of them through Zadroga and uh, also through uh, a mass um, lawsuit we have against um, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Iran. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy case. 
That's crazy. Well, I mean, and I, I told people on Facebook that I'm going to be talking to you, and I specified what you do. So a couple uh, minutes from now or however, whenever we get to it, I got a couple questions people wanted me to ask you. I know some of them don't really have to do with what's going on with your uh, work, more about Trump, but you're a lawyer, so more I'm definitely... Happy, <laughs> more than happy to talk about Trump and how much... Uh, I loathe him, but yes, yes, absolutely. Whatever it is, I'm 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 game. Okay, you know what? Well, since since we just started talking about that, okay, let's see. Um, this okay. Here's one of the questions I got. Let's just start with that one. Does, okay, so does he, you, Andrew, expect an indictment soon for Donald Trump related to the various criminal investigations in New York? Does he think Ron DeSantis, you, do you think Ron DeSantis will fight extradition from Florida, <laughs> and will that succeed? So, what do you think about those things? Well, a couple things. I think he's going to get indicted by New York um, uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office, Cy Vance's office, whether Cy Vance is still there or not. He's mm-hmm. not running for re-election. Right. That's going to happen. Predictions in terms of when, no idea. I think Tish James is going to get everything Trump, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a number of different things, um, you know, uh, and that's going to happen at some juncture. I think George is going to go after Trump. Mm-hmm. I think D.C. is going to have issues, you know, regarding the um, uh, inauguration committee you know and funds dealing with there i think there's a whole cornucopia of uh legal pain headed uh in donald trump's way um you know so you know i i it's gonna happen it's just a question of time you know we have to be patient we want this done right not fast exactly exactly although of course i'm impatient but um yeah who is what do you you know since you're a lawyer and you're all familiar with all the the laws and things (laughs) um what do you think is likely as far as what may happen to him? Because there's so many people who want to see him in jail. And then there are people who think that he's not going to go to jail, that possibly he might get busted and, and you know, in civil suits and have to pay money back. So, like, what is a reason? I mean, I know you can't make an absolute prediction, but, like, what's a reasonable, reasonable possibility that he might go to jail? Is there one? I Absolutely. Uh, you know, just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our country has never faced this kind of threat, um, you know, remotely to where you know our, our very existence was 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 at you know was at issue. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, we have we had a an insurrection which occurred on January 6th that yeah. he you know instigated, uh, in my opinion, him him and his sycophants instigated. So you know we're we're beyond the pale here. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, you need to properly address these issues, you know, from a legal standpoint, and you need to pro- and if found guilty, obviously, because he's entitled to due process. You know, you need to to exact punishment in accordance with law, because if you don't do that, you're going to embolden others yeah. to do the same, because they're going to think, well, he got away with it, and I'm a lot smarter than that guy. And I mean, you know, a thumble, a thimble full of water, rather, is smarter than Trump. But you know. <laughs> You know, it it, it, it it that's that's the message you know it, it it sends. I mean, I was involved in a huge you know representing a, an estate in a huge um, NYPD um, you know corruptions you know civil litigation. There were two cops going around that were acting as assassins for the you know Italian mafia, the Lucchese. Hmm. You know, and this was in the 2000s when I was doing that, and they killed my they aided and abetted in the death of my client, and um, you know. They knew back in the 80s, the NYPD, and in the early 90s, that these guys were bad, but no one did anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one. You know, they were brought charges, and then they were dismissed. It was just completely, you know, I could talk to you for hours about that case. Um, hmm. I litigated it for almost 10 years. Um, you know, you know, and and by you know, and, and Judge Geary actually was the was the judge um, in the in the Eastern District of New York who oversaw that case, and he wrote. In his denial of summary judgment, you know, their Rule 56 motion in federal court, um, that the failure, it was a Monell violation, you know, for all you civil rights people out there, you know, their failure to properly discipline these officers, you know, had the, had the effect of embolden, mm-hmm. emboldening them yeah. and, and, and others to commit similar acts and to keep going. And you need to address, you know, that's why we have, a, you know, a criminal justice system. We need to address criminality, otherwise you're just going to have chaos. Yeah. Well, I would like to see him go to jail. I mean, I've heard, you know, I think it was like MSNBC, maybe it was Chris Hayes or something, and he was talking to someone, and of course I don't remember who it was, but they said they didn't believe it was likely he would go to jail because, not necessarily because of precedent, but because 
like what's going to happen with secret secret service and what judge is going to say okay i'm going to send this ex-president to prison that that's like a big reach i'll make a deal with you let's find either a state or federal facility and let's build a little section we'll use some taxpayer dollars and that's where trump can stay Okay. <laughs> That's we'll, good. We'll, I'm all for we'll, it. We'll, yeah, let's just let's just speed build something, <laughs> or you know, you just cordon off an aspect of of Supermax in, in in Florence, Colorado. I mean, the Supermax is all over the country, but I like that one for some reason. Um, <laughs> you know, or or, or Leavenworth. You right. know, put them in a military prison. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If judges have a, a ton of flexibility in terms of sentencing and where where people are going to go. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he's a former POTUS, and you know, you can't put him in Gen Pop because he won't last. Right. Uh, you know, a second there. Um, you know, people would be wearing his wig walking around and be like, where's Trump? <laughs> All we see is his wig. You know, I mean, literally, you know, so obviously, you know, special consideration needs to, mm-hmm. needs to be taken with regard to his incarceration. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, come on. That's just such a red herring argument. Um, you know, we can't imprison him, so we shouldn't convict him. Right. We shouldn't prosecute him. Come on. You know, no, I mean, I'm totally with you. you know, but that was just, like it was upsetting when I heard that because I thought, oh. yeah. I don't want that to get be the on, case. Get me on MSNBC. I, I know. We need trade. to get you. You need to get on Joy Reid or something. Um, have you, You've been on CNN, though, haven't you? I think I saw you on CNN. been on CNN. Uh, I've been in, on a lot of different mediums. I've been in the, in, you know, every type of newspaper, every type of online pop, you know, publication out there. Who knows? I mean, I've been <laughs> on a number of things over the last 20 years. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean – I think you know, our civil rights, you know, what we're dealing with right yeah. now with police brutality and, and you know, and, and, and our criminal justice system and, and the, you know, the difference, you know, the, the, the way the it's, it, you know, there's so much, you know, discriminatory animus mm-hmm. you know, that pervades it, you know, and the way people are treated, um, you know, a lot of it obviously is racism. There's a ton of racism in this country, but mm-hmm. also a, a, a factor that people don't really address enough is income inequality because, right. It's going to be much more difficult to go after someone if they have the funds to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. If they have the finance, you know, they could just load up on lawyers and litigate the hell out of everything, uh, you know, where as opposed to, you know, an overwhelmed public defender, or, you know, plenty of those mm-hmm. who really care about their clients, but they're just so overwhelmed and stretched, they don't have the time to right. put in the necessary hours to, to properly, you know, defend these people. And they need to be paid the same as, as district attorneys, yeah. you know, um, which they're not. So that's a whole other. Well, definitely. And, and another reason I'd like to see you and, and that attitude on like MSNBC or CNN is that, you know, we, we are all we listen to people like you. We listen to experts and w- just like whoever that was that Chris Hayes was talking to you was saying, I don't think it's going to happen. So then it like def- makes me feel a little bit defeated. I think we have to have that kind of collective expectation that something will happen that's going to have a, a like a, a real effect, not just a cosmetic, oh, slap on the wrist, pay us a million bucks and it's all over. You know, like a real eff- effectual sentencing or something that's going to make us have, like, if somebody puts it, it said what you just did on MSNBC, then I would, you know, think in terms of like, okay, well, maybe it's going to happen. I've got hope that it's going to happen. Right now, I, I'm hopeful and I have heard people say that, you know, definitely it's, yes, you have to be precise. So it's got to, you got to be patient. I've heard that. But it's like, I want to hear that, yeah, there's a chance that he's going to go to jail. And there's definitely a chance because I would also like f- for him to be, you know, stripped of all of his assets so that he has nothing. And then I just saw that Javanka made $640 million during. Trump's run. Yeah, I don't like even like you know, state presidency. You know, I mean, with regard to the money issues, I mean that that's easy for seasoned prosecutors to follow. Whether any of that money came from any, you know, or ill-gotten gains or came from any illicit, you know, origins, you know, that that um, that's easy to find. You know, like like I mentioned, DCAG is is, is you know has already deposed um, Ivanka, I believe, <laughs> regarding you know the inauguration funds and um, uh, you know I, I just you know. It's so easy to, to kind of track that. I mean, that's why they always say you always follow the money, follow the yeah. money, because you know the, the patterns aren't going to lie, and where these money this money comes from is, is going to be apparent. You know, um, you know, and another great thing about New York State, which I love, is that you know we have the Federal Reserve. You know, we have a federal, you know, the New York Fed here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, any kind of money that's really coming from 
overseas generally goes through the New York Fed, which gives uh, New York State and Cy Vance's office, Manhattan DA's office, jurisdiction over any kind of money laundering, wire fraud, um, mail fraud, mm-hmm. you name it. So, you know, so exciting. Just, with, <laughs> right. You know, where you, so you've literally got three powerhouse jurisdiction, you know, jurisdictions looking for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, and I think, you, you know, there's there's just tons of reasons to, to move forward with prosecutions with Trump because he, he committed all these crimes yeah. and, and these people committed all these crimes in real time mm-hmm. before our eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the public sphere. So it's not as if, you know, we, we need to really delve initially too far. You know, I right. mean, there's, there's a lot more going on here. That's before the grand jury in, in Manhattan, you know, with regard to bank and mortgage fraud, you know, you know the, the, the padding of assets and the and the padding of losses to, 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 to vary valuation uh, in terms of getting loans and and things of that nature. Um, you know, there's so much to, to investigate. You know, that's one joke I always state on Twitter is like, you know, I think they're trying to, you know, I think all these people are trying to overwhelm us with crimes. Yeah. So we don't have the time to get to all of them. Wow. You know, they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. you know, they're like, just give us a second, you know, give us, a, right. give us a week off, you know, so we can get through what we have, you know, right. get through the backload, you know, the backlog, you know, and and and, um, and then we can proceed on. What do so, you what do you, you know, think the chances are that uh, Ivanka, Jared, and Don Jr. I mean, I don't like Eric either, but but mm-hmm. to me, the most threatening are those three, Ivanka and Don Jr. Like, what are the chances they're going to pay for something? I think Don Jr. is freaking out. I think he knows <laughs> he's got problems. They may have already gotten target letters. Jared and Ivanka, I think you know. Ivanka is probably the smartest one out of all of them, mm-hmm. and I think they've, I don't think they've covered their tracks very well, but I think, you know, there's going to be, there's probably already, you know, we already know of one investigation that she's seemingly involved in, you know, in D.C. I think there's going to be a ton more. You know, I, I think you're, you're, one of your listeners asked earlier regarding Ron DeSantis. Oh, right. I, you know, yeah, I don't think you're going to have to worry about him, you know, um, in terms of extradition, that's just he's not. That's not something he can really effectuate, you know. Especially if on the federal level, hmm. I, I just don't see any kind of interference there. And if there is, it'll be apparent because they're going to have to make an, an, an open application, you know, before the court right. to prevent it. So, you know, on behalf of, you know, which is just doesn't happen, you know. So unless they have a another prosecution that they want to go after first, so mm-hmm. they need them in the state to kind of deal with that. Then, you know, then they'll, 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 they'll chop all that up and work that out. But I just don't see it. They don't have to worry about that. So, it, so pardon my ignorance, but I, a target letter would be a letter saying you're the target of an investigation? Correct. Okay. Or, you know, you, 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 there's that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in terms of person of interest in an investigation, which is before a target letter, you know, basically saying, you know, we, oh, we're, I see. we're investigating this. And then the target letter, you are a target in this investigation. You know, they don't always send those out, but they can send those out. And, um, you know, you know, we're not going to know that. That's not going to be publicized, you know. And, right. and I know this is so frustrating for your listeners and for all of us, really. You know, it's a good thing that we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. with regard to investigations and prosecutions and grand juries because we, that shouldn't be out there for mm-hmm. a number of reasons because, you know, you're going to get it, – it, it'll interfere with, with, their, with the grand jury's ability or prosecutor's ability to, to do their job. Right. Uh, and it'll also, you know – tip off people that may have not have mm-hmm. received a target letter or, or uh, you know, or, or something of that nature um, yet. And, 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 you know, there, there's issues, criminal issues being investigated, you know, concerning them before a grand jury. So, you know, you don't want to tip anyone off, mm-hmm. um, but it's simply. So, I mean, got to be patient. Mm-hmm. You got to take it as it comes. Um, you know, I feel very confident that things are going to move in the direction we want them to move, but it's just going to take time. Right. And when you say time, give me some kind of a frame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see. I mean, look, I think we're going to see major players, certain things happening within the first, you know, within, you know, three to six months. Oh, that's sooner than that. That's I, I like that. That's a good number. You know, I, I think, you know, I mean, right. is Trump going to be like slammed with an indictment? Right. Maybe, you know, I can't, I can't, but, you know, I can't imagine that, um, you know, something's not going to happen right. within that time period. Yeah. And then, um, oh God, what was I just thinking? What was I just thinking? Um, so, oh, I know. Dominion is suing the pillow guy and Fox 
and all these people. And so basically what I've been hearing, sorry, oh, Rudy, that's right. So what I've been hearing on Twitter is that they're not going after Trump because they're going to wait and see what happens in these trials because I'm thinking, why aren't they suing Trump? So are they, you know, with, with, uh, what is it called, Um, that part of the trial where everything becomes illuminated what is it what is it well, called you know when they unseal an indictment you mean and and they, uh, they no, to arrest I, I, see, I, see i'm so famous for forgetting the appropriate word that i need at this time and that's so i'm for discovery discovery so discovery. like through, through okay. discovery like brady brady and rosario disclosures well all right well, i'm not gonna get all technical on that, but <laughs> you know yes discovery so look yeah exactly you know it's you know criminal prosecutions take precedent over civil prosecutions mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. you know the, the the court that may that a civil prosecution you know a civil action may be um, before will stay that case pending the outcome of a criminal prosecution mm-hmm. for the reason that you just kind of enumerated they don't want uh, civil you know, discovery to interfere with you know an accused you know fifth amendment rights things mm-hmm. of that nature Right with, with with statements, you know, you can't do a deposition of someone. You know, they'll just be taking the Fifth Amendment the whole time, mm-hmm. and you kind of want to wait to see what happens. Okay, interesting. You know, so you know, the, the, those civil cases will be stayed until such time as as a criminal prosecution may move forward. Yeah, and you know, uh, on on something like this, I mean, it's 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 a defamation. Right. Well, it. You know, if they're going after him for defamation, that's a shorter time period. Yeah. So, you know, they may make a they may make an application to stay, you know, the the action. They may file and then stay it, you know, until the until there's a criminal prosecution. There's a number of different things there. I mean, I would really need to get into the into the into the weeds right. in terms of discerning exactly what, what what's going on with that. But my opinion is yes, as, as a general premise. Criminal cases go before civil because of the reasons we, we just discussed. Right. Wow. And so basically, if if they find Rudy guilty, if they find Fox and the My Pillow guy guilty, that could spell trouble for Trump. Then. I mean, potentially, um, it really depends on what discovery, what what's what's what what's derived, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of discovery in those gotcha. cases. Yes. But, you know, I think those guys are going to be looking at criminal prosecutions as well. And I think this whole Dominion voting thing is part of a larger, you know, coordinated effort to, you know, attack our, our voting mm-hmm. infrastructure, you know, our, 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 our sovereignty, so to speak, and, and, and undermine, you know, Biden, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of his presidency, in terms yeah. of his campaign. So I think this is part of a bigger thing, you know, with, you know, with the ODI report that was released yesterday, um, you know, this was a coordinated Mm, effort, in my opinion, you know, um, and from what I've read, you know, derived from the Kremlin, that's just repeated over and over again, you know, Mm -hmm. vote was stolen, you know, I think Trump was mentioning that, you know, on Fox last night, you know, just spewing all the stupidity and nonsense, and um, I think that is what's referred to, and I guess, you know, um, I see, you know, Parlance is like an active measure, a Russian active measure, mm-hmm. and, and you know to, to push disinformation in order to undercut um, you know people's faith right. uh, in the American you know system in, in the election mm-hmm. you know, in, in our election process. So you know I think that this whole Dominion thing with what those guys were doing was part of, part and parcel of that. So we have to see mm. what happens now if federal prosecutors are going to go after them. For, for these various things. I mean, because, you know, the, the, what's out in the open, if you read the tw- yeah. 2016 DNI report, and, you know, with the end of 2020, you'll see, you know, there, there were various aspects of the campaign that acted as conduits between the, the campaign and the Kremlin. Yeah. You know, uh, and you got Rudy meeting with, like, a Ukrainian <laughs> person who was apparently, you know, um, you know, uh, some sort of agent for, for Russia, for the Kremlin, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, y- y- got these guys that are acting as vectors and conduits for Russian disinformation, right. and that's an attack on our nation. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think there's going to be more that's going to compare it as time goes on with regard to oh. this. Wow. I mean, I, you know, this makes me very hopeful, and then I'm just going to switch gears here because yesterday sure. uh, Sheldon Whitehouse called for an investigation into Kavanaugh's 2018 FBI background yeah. check. So I want to yeah. know what your thoughts are on this, but then I also, I mean, I don't, I haven't read Greg Oliar's, it's practically a book on Kavanaugh, right. 
he's really awesome. yeah he, i love craig he's on the show all the time and he's um but he even said it's like a book how much he's i think there's yeah. like a five-part series on kavanaugh and he just goes yeah. all the way in and and looks you know so i want to know what you know i don't have all that information i read some of it i think i'd read his first one but um yeah. i want to know what you think is going to happen with this because you know obviously this guy as a woman i i mean just alone from what Christine Blasey Ford, I believe her. Plus, I, you know, there's that video that circulated. I've posted it a couple of times when uh, he was, I think it was when he was being sworn in, but I, I'm not sure. But either way, his wife was there, and the way that he was treating his wife and the, and the looks on her face and the kid's face, like kid looking up at mom, it really did, you, it made you think that there was something wrong, like the wife was kind of afraid of him. And so this guy's a freaking Supreme Court justice, and... I want him out, but I don't have a lot of faith. And so what do you think is going to happen? Like, not, not just yeah. with the FBI, but with all of it. I, I believe, you know, Ford, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I believe her, um, you know. But, you know, from a, from a litigation perspective, from a legal perspective, I mean, you know, it could be a criminal prosecution, but it comes down to a he said, she said, mm -hmm. you know, unless they have witnesses that can right. test to those things, unless they have evidence. The way to get Kavanaugh, in my opinion, is like anyone else, um, you know, and I think he's Money. the only, out of all the Trump nominations for SCOTUS, he's the only one I think has got issues, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of, like, bad issues, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, they, you know, Gorsuch, fine, you know, right. um, these are people I don't want on SCOTUS, right. but they're there, and we got to deal with it, right. you know, uh, you know um, Barrett, you know, yeah. not happy, but look, hey, she's there, we got to deal with it, right. uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But with Kavanaugh, I look at the money. Who paid off his debt? Who right. paid off his yes. mortgage? Who paid off his credit yes. cards? That's the way you go with him. That's the way you go with most of these. Because those things, people from all sides will look at and be like, oh, well, did he, you know, did some rich guy pay off his mortgage or pay off his credit cards? Yeah. Or did he, you know, did he do something illegal? Was there money laundering here? Was there a failure to, to properly disclose on his F, you know, on, 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 you know, on a federal, you know, SF, whatever it is, 86, you know, did he fail to disclose certain things? Did he fail to disclose, you know, a number of different things, you know, so like, you know, I'll bring up an example, like what happened with Bernard Carrick, where he was nominated for Homeland Security, you know, under Bush mm -hmm. two, you know, W. Apparently there may have been some issues with his, you know, SF9, SF, I keep saying SF-95 because that's what I use all the time in my FTCA claims when we sue the, the United States, but it's SF-86, mm -hmm. I believe, mm. um, where they do background checks. So, mm -hmm. look, you know, those are the ways you kind of go after guys like Kavanaugh mm -hmm. and, and, and others. It's always about following the money. That's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. Some people even say that what bringing out, um, you know, Ford and, and having this whole back and forth really kind of clouded these yeah. other issues because they all got kicked to the side. Right. And while she, what she was saying was important and it mm -hmm. needed to be it needed to be put out there in public and we needed to discuss it and we needed to address it and we needed to investigate it because it's very important. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get us to where we need to go right. in terms of having someone, you know, leave the bench right. or not be put on the bench to begin with. I mean, these are because you know, it's a heat they're going to say because there's yes. always going to be people that they have on side. Of course, there's yeah. always going to be, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the you know, oh, he didn't do anything. Maybe they had some beers, big deal. Mm -hmm. She was asking, you know, disgusting things like that. You know, she was asking for it, disgusting things like that. You want to be able to convince people that, you know, okay, well, look, you know, he cheated in mm -hmm. some way, you know, or he 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 got money he shouldn't have gotten. You know, people can kind of wrap their minds around financial things right. because they're concrete. They, it doesn't lie. You know, you've got bank records. You've got. Pay, payments, you know, you've got things that you can kind of point at and be like, Ooh, what the hell is this? Yeah. So that that's kind of the way you got to go at people like that. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Trump. I mean, as much as, yeah, Trump is, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I can't call Trump a rapist because I've never seen him rape anybody, and that's going to be the hardest thing to prove. Although we do have E. Jean Carroll, so there could be some evidence that she could bring to the table. But beyond her, I would never expect him to go to jail for any of these accusations that have been thrown up by, I believe, all the women. I believe all of them. But it's just like, a, yeah, with Kavanaugh, it's like, is there any, is, like, what would you think the chances are that he could be kicked off the bench? I don't care what it's for. I just want him out because he does, well, you know, scare right. me. With, with, I mean, it's, I think it's important that White House, you know, 
Senator Whitehouse, you know, brought this up. Uh, you've got a United States senator actually drawing attention mm-hmm. to it is important, but it really depends on if there's going to be criminal charges filed against gotcha, him. Yeah. I think that if there's just words flying around right. and we have probe and nothing really comes of it, then he's not going anywhere. You, hmm. you know, you, you want someone to leave office. Mm-hmm. You want someone to step down. It's got to be ironclad. It's right. got to be prosecutors going to someone and saying, hey, we got this, this, and this, you know, and maybe talking with their attorney and saying, you know, in exchange for you leaving the bench, we won't prosecute you for X and you pay a fine and go yeah. away from public life. You know, that's that that that's ha- that happens. Um, you know, so really you need you need teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To to kind of get to where you need to go with with this type of thing to looking for that type of result. Right. Um, okay. So switching gears again, I, there, there's a whole there's a whole thing I want to paint here. I'm going to start off with Candace Owens, but I want to kind of lead this into, I don't know if you saw John. I saw it, all right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm talking about John Oliver talking about Tucker Carlson. Did you see that? No, I did not. I did not have a chance to see. You know, I I know all about the Tucker Tucker Carlson stuff, but I didn't see what John Oliver said. John Oliver is like, oh, my God, I highly recommend it. If you've got time this week, check it out, because the last half of the show he dedicates to Tucker. And he he really spells it out in such a way that, um, you know, I mean, first of all, I I always took him seriously. I always take these people seriously, even if they're assholes and liars and whatever they I think what they're doing is deliberate and dangerous. So um, and and that's I, I, you know, Candace Owens is going to start this only because. It just came out that so I'll get to I'll get to what's his name in a minute um, Tucker Carlson, but in May of 2018 and I didn't know this but uh, in May of 2018 BuzzFeed reported that back in 2015 Kansas o- Candace Owens was the CEO of an anti-Trump liberal-leaning website called Degree 180, and she wrote that it was good news that the Republican Tea Party was eventually going to die off. And then also they mocked Trump's penis size and that he was a racist and had an Im- immigrant wife. Then the site shut down at the end of 2016, and then she magically came out as a conservative on YouTube just a few months later. And so, Very funny. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I got to say, Candace Owens scares the shit out of me because she is – there's a few people – like Milo Yiannopoulos used to scare the shit out of me, but he doesn't so much anymore because he's been, he's, he's been shut down, and I think it's been proven that he's just like a big whiny coward, and he's not – He's not yeah. scary. But there was something about him that freaked me out. Like Roger Stone freaks me out. And so Candace Owen freaks me out because she's so she's so good at what she does. Kind of like the Kellyanne Conway where you could just like she can talk. She can spin and talk and it doesn't matter what you say. She can she can almost like making def- when she was like a, an apologist for Hitler. Not that I thought she made sense, but I was listening to her as if a, a MAGA was listening to her. And she makes sense. And she's really, really, really good at what she does. And so for that reason, she completely freaks me out. But I I read, you know, now that this is out, and I mean, obviously came out in 2018, but but I never knew about it. So now that I know that she truly is somebody who's just going with the money, uh, she scares me a little less. Um, But I, and, and what I'm getting to is like, there are people like her, there are people, and then there are people like, say, Lauren Boebert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and then Tucker Carlson. So these people are, I mean, Candace has influence, but especially congressional people, and then somebody who's, you know, on Fox News with a huge audience, we're, we're always hearing from people on Twitter, don't amplify them, don't talk about them, just ignore them. And I feel like that it, the, that is the worst possible thing that we could do. We should not ignore these people. But as far as Tucker Carlson goes, and I want to ask you about this, is that, you know, I mean, uh, Oliver was explaining his M.O. and how he likes to ask a lot of questions, which basically takes the pressure off him for making accusations because he lets the audience make those accusations. And he's the audience audience makes the the, 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 the mental leap. Exactly. And it's not hard. I mean, when I started doing social media, I recognized that right away, that if I didn't want to call somebody, say, a Nazi, like, you weren't allowed to say Nazi on Facebook because you'd get kicked off. I think you could say it now, but you couldn't back, say, in 2012. So if you, if you wanted to imply, you would just ask a question, and you'd let everybody else do it for you, and that's what Tucker does, and it's so obvious. But, like, they're saying that, you know, he's got this 3 million, viewer, it's 3 million viewers every night 
a lot of young people. I can't remember what the, the age Kremlin is. boosts him as well. Kremlin boosts him, um, and that you know they're floating him for 2024. And when when I saw all of it coming together, as opposed to just a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit, it was like, oh my god. He could. I don't think he's going to be the next Trump, but I think he could be the next in line in the GQP as the leader of that party, and that worries me, and I don't think he should be discounted. So there, that's what I, I just want to put it all out there like that in the big package and say, you know, what do you think of this whole thing and ignoring them, and maybe he's going to be president and white supremacy and all of it. My, my, my MO, if you follow me on Twitter and do and you know how I am. I, I take things head on. I, I go after people yeah. um, that I feel are doing wrong or doing evil, and I call them out. You know, um, I feel like it's my job to do that in a way as yeah. just a member of society. Right. But maybe the profession I'm in, you know, kind of, you know, has developed me into someone who just takes things head on and, and, and addresses arguments um, and tries to dismantle you know, the ones that are, that are, that are hateful and harmful. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, I'll start with Candace Owens first, you know, um, it's funny that I didn't know that about her, that she was, you know, mm-hmm. this left leaning, <laughs> left, you know, far left person. And then she became a far right. It reminds me of all the Bernie Sanders supporters who suddenly became MAGA. Yeah. Um, a lot of the right. alt-right neo-Nazi pieces of garbage that are out there. Mm-hmm. Who were all? Oh, we love Bernie. We love Bernie. But when Bernie burned out, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're, tr- we're Trumpers. You know, so it's just about extremes. I mean, the extremes. Right. About it's about gaslighting the extremes, making them seem much bigger than they really are, and 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 financing them. The same people are financing these maggot loons that are fu- that are you know funding these these far left. Not jobs also. Yeah, H. A. Goodman was one of them in 2016. I don't know if you remember him, but he was he was a Bernie supporter who became a, a MAGA Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, so that that you know, Candace, I think, is more about the money. Mm-hmm. She's just she's despicable. Mm-hmm. She's got no morals or ethics, in my opinion. And um, you know, by 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 pushing the the, the incendiary nonsense that she does um she doesn't care you know and 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 you know you just gotta you know you're not gonna stop her from doing anything i mean you know she she you know she'll either stop getting sponsors or stop getting money and that'll you know she'll quickly fizzle out because of that or mm-hmm. she just won't and we just need to deal with you know her stuff head on i mean you know you, you kind of don't want to fall into the trigger you kind of want to do it more from an analytical take you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying you don't want to uh, react to what she says emotionally right you want to react to, to what she says logically right. and, and shred her arguments that way. That's the way you kind of confront it, and I, that's how I do it. You know, with regard to Tucker, you, you attack his – well, you know, you, you don't want to say attack because you don't want to attack him. You, you want to criticize him mm-hmm. um, logically right. and, and, and kind of get him either – you know, you can get him with humor or you can mm-hmm. get him, you know, just through simple logic and, and say this is what you're – your, your 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 questions are you know trying to derive. This mm-hmm. is where you want us to make that mental leap. So, you know, the message will be that much more embedded when people figure it out for mm-hmm. themselves. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, people tell you something. Yeah, you maybe maybe you'll remember. But if you kind of discern it for yourself after mm-hmm. being asked the right questions, well, yes. it's going to have that much more staying power. That's a way of of, of propaganda technique. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with regard to to Tucker, um, yeah, sure, he's got a First Amendment right. And, and you know I'm I'm I, I'm a civil rights attorney. I'm also a civil libertarian. I'm a registered Democrat, but a civil libertarian in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I, I believe strongly in, in, in rights to you know speech and worship and, and you name it and mm-hmm. and, and, and privacy. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that you know a lot of what we're seeing out of him really is protected by the First Amendment because of he, you know he he's he's parroting. Um, weaponized propaganda yes. from a hostile nation state, you know, uh, one of our enemies. So, you know, it's not like we had the Nazi regime, we'd allow the Nazi regime or the Empire of Japan to do that here. I mean, you know, why are we allowing right. Russia to use conduits or cutouts to, to do the same here? And it's, it's just, it's, it's obvious what's going on, um, you know, and and that needs to, that needs to end. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it basically... It's an attack on our American sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's an attack against our population. Disinformation, um, you know, um, lies. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a form of brainwashing and, you know, propaganda, you know, commercial, like when, when you see commercials on TV, they want to convince you right. to, to buy it, something, whatever, that's a form of propaganda. Well, you know, you're kicking this up, you know, uh, a million times, you know, a million notches here, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, it's a weapon of war. I mean, propaganda, weaponized propaganda is a weapon mm-hmm. of war. And it needs to be treated that way. I mean, it's, it, it makes it makes us it makes it so much more difficult to kind of discern what's going on because we don't see tanks rolling across borders. Exactly. We, yeah. We're in a gray area conflict, and we need to define what that means and how we respond to things like that. And these are these are you know ideas of mine. I mean, back you know pre World War II, you know, we were dealing with a lot of upsurge here and you know and in, in, in support for the Nazi regime and stuff like that, and you know foreign you know. You know, the Empire of Japan, maybe you know, you know, foreign actors were 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 were, were trying to push their propaganda here, and and what passed was a, was was a law called FARA. You know, um, you know, basically you have to if you, if you're representing the interests of a foreign entity or a foreign nation, you have to file with the federal government. That's mm-hmm. what that is required, and it's still effective today. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go far enough, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I, I think we really kind of need to do the tough thinking here and the tough legal drafting. Um, to kind of narrow down what, you know, in this arena is acceptable speech and what isn't, you know, which is really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, we have to be very specific the way we narrow it. We have to, you know, the way we, 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 we um, form it, and, and, and it has to be narrowly tailored for a specific purpose. Otherwise, it's not going to pass, you know, judicial review. It's going yeah. to lock it down. So, you know, I, you know you, a lot of thinking has to go into that. I mean, how do we go about doing something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we could just say, you know, if anyone's being paid or through a cutout, or you know, I, I don't know. Right, I mean, this yeah. is something. This is something I can talk to you for another hour. About. I mean, <laughs> we can kind of figure it out. You know, figure out what kind of law we can pass that would survive constitutional muster. Yeah. You know, because we're tinkering with a fundamental right, which I feel very strongly about. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Yes, me so, too. These are tough questions that we need to answer. These, mm-hmm. are, these are things we need to confront to make sure that things like Trump don't happen again. I mean, the the, the biggest cure for it is education, but mm-hmm. right now. We may need a stopgap because you know, the education issues in this country are, are you know, are, are, are huge. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. You know, that we've got so much ignorance in this country that you know it's going to take a lot for for us to reverse it. You know, a generation. Maybe, yeah, absolutely. Know, um, I mean, I talk about that all the time. The fact that yeah. Republicans have defunded education for so long that I mean, yeah. and, you know, I mean, there was I it was like in 2019, I think that it was Kristen Johnston, the actress was raising money for teachers because they don't get paid enough doing what they're doing. And they definitely do not. Yeah. And it's just it's ridiculous. Hard. But I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, obviously, you know, white supremacy is on the rise and it's not anything that Trump started, but certainly he opened up doors, making it so much easier for people to feel emboldened. I mean, we just saw eight people dead in the Atlanta shooting. Six of those victims are Asian women. And, uh, of course, the I, I saw one of the white killers said he was having a bad day. And so that was his big reason. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering, though. I, I, oh God, <laughs> I know. I, that. I mean, I, you know, the DLEO, the law enforcement um, officer who, who said that, I just think needs just really, that's just, yeah. he needs to apologize for that. Yeah, I, oh my just, god, that's yeah. just ridiculous. Who gives you know? Yeah, who, who gives, gives a shit if he had a bad day? <laughs> about his bad day, you right? Know, it was his victim's last day, right? All right, exactly. So, who who cares? I don't yeah. care. He's a murderer. He he it was he was racially motivated. It's mm-hmm. a hate crime. He specifically targeted Asian women mm-hmm. and these. I don't know if they were massage parlors or, or, right. or whatever they were. Right. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, and he did evil. Mm-hmm. He committed. A, he, you know, I mean, think about what their families are going through right now. I can't yeah. imagine that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I just whatever the guy's. A, you know, he. I don't know if he surrendered or if they just captured him. If he confessed already, if he's going to plead guilty. You know, there's so many questions here. We've got to kind of wait mm-hmm. to see how things play out. But to say he was having a bad day, right? You know, I mean, it's just completely. It's infuriating. Yeah, it's 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 infuriating. And well, and the whole thing is like you know the white supremacy is rising. Um, all over the globe. So it's not, and it's, again, it's nothing new. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden. But um, because Trump and I believe Vladimir Putin were successful, at least in 2016, uh, definitely here it's it's accelerating. And so uh, going back to Tucker Carlson, because that was one of the things with John Oliver, he really exposed more than 
what I already knew just from kind of like I don't watch Tucker Carlson. I'm not one of those people that can handle watching Fox I, I can't News. watch Fox I News. can't do I, it. I, you know, my wife puts it on every <laughs> once in a while. I'm just like turn this crap off. Yeah, I, I try. I sometimes I try for like a minute and then I just I can't handle yeah. it. But so you know, I mean, the only thing that I get to see from Tucker is on Twitter, and so Oliver really did a fantastic job of exposing his white supremacy and exactly how he does it and that they are floating him for 2024. And I'm just wondering what, I mean, obviously no, none of us know right now who's going to be the candidate for 2024, but it's going to be somebody. And, and I think that like all of a sudden now I'm worried about him because he, like you said, he's a conduit for Russia. He's already got the support of Russia and we know that Russia, what they're capable of and so, like, I mean, whether it's Tucker or somebody like him, what do you think, just in the bigger picture of where this country is headed, because we've got Joe Biden, and because he is, you know, he was Obama's vice president, and he watched what they did to him. He understood what the Republican Party is capable of doing. He knows Mitch McConnell's games. And even though he is a centrist, um, I don't know. The way that he's presidenting is, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He, to me, he's pretty damn progressive. I know the progressive some of some of the progressive people out there might disagree with me, but I th- but I look at what he's done because I consider myself a progressive. I think he's pretty fucking progressive. So um, I, I have hope. You know, every day I wake up and we we get good news from the administration, but then we're also getting you know news about how Tucker is a white supremacist and how there's the hate crimes and, and, and all the negative shit is also out there. And so I ask this of all of my guests, and I know it's early, it's, we're ways away from 2022 and 2024, but like I have this concern and, and worry, because I have it in my genes, but uh, I worry about you know the direction of this country and where we're going to go. So how are you feeling as far as the direction, I mean, obviously Biden is doing a good job, but do you think it's going to be enough in 20, um, we've got gerrymandering, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen yet with uh, the voting, the voting laws and all that, was it, was it H, I can't remember what it's called, H1 or something like that? Yeah. I know, H1 I know Joe Walsh is not fond of that one, but um, I am. And I love, and I love Joe too. Me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. He is, he's really, he's been on my show three times and I really like him. But he's I, honest. And he, he's he a patriot, and we may disagree on things, yeah. but you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter if we disagree. We we, we we work together on the things we agree to, and yes. on the on the things we agree on, and we try to negotiate the things that we don't. And, yeah, and, and Joe's Joe's like that. And, and I I, I that. totally agree. But I'm just like, what do you think? How are you feeling your confidence level in democracy? I I feel that we will win and we will be okay, but we're not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for seven weeks that Biden's been POTUS, he's, he's done phena- a phenomenal yes. job. You know, we got the COVID relief bill passed, which mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. It's going to save so, so many people and, and so many businesses and keep people in their houses. And, and, and I just think that, you know, it, it was phenomenal. And I yeah. think that Joe is a savvy political opera. I call him Joe. <laughs> you know, the president. <laughs> President Biden or POTUS, um, you know, I think he's a savvy political operator. He knows the game. He's been in the Senate forever. You know, he was mm-hmm. VP, you know, for eight years. Mm-hmm. So he's as seasoned as you can get. You know, yeah. He's got plenty, plenty of paprika, you know, within, those, uh, <laughs> <laughs> within that skin. So, you know, I, I have no qualms about his ability to manage what's going on right. um, at all. I just think we need to get things done. There's so much to fix. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do. There's so much institutional rot that we need to clean out, you know, just corruption and garbage, um, you know, and, 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 and foreign influence and things of that nature that we just need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll happen quicker than you think. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but it needs to happen. I'm not going to overly concern myself about 2024. I don't really think, you know, Tucker Carlson is as much of a threat as people paint him to be right now. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, I think, has a better shot, you know, potentially. I mean, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll see how things evolve. I mean, there's so much we don't. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I go. Yet, you know? <laughs> I, I, I reach far into the future just <laughs> because I feel like I, I, you know, I don't know if you've seen. I, you must have seen. 
uh, my tweets that I used to live in Russia when I was I was 12. My dad worked for ABC News. So it's like because I've had that experience, it's really colored how I viewed the last four years. And, you know, I have like an I lived in Soviet Russia. So the, I'm when sorry. I <laughs> it, well, it was an it was an amazing experience. You know, I right. learned so. I mean, I was only twelve, so it wasn't like I was an adult. But I had political science, and our our teacher was making sure that we understood what was going on over there as well as just politics around the world. But I, I felt that I had this unique experience and this insight into something that most Americans will never fully understand. Now that you know the Soviet era is over. Even if you go back and you visit Russia right now, it's nothing like it was in those days. I mean, it's still totally messed up, but it's not that same experience. And so just because I've had that and I, you know, I, I can draw from it, it's like I can't help but feel like, well, it really wouldn't take very long for the United States to turn into what Russia is right now. And it's not going to happen with Biden. Uh, I'm not worried about that while he's president. And as long as the Democrats keep hold of Congress, I'm not worried about it. But it's like, you know, the gerrymandering, the voter suppression and all of the all of the things that, um, you know, are threatening us right now. If if they win by cheating, you know, I think it was last night I was watching Joy Reid and she was talking to somebody. And oh, I know it was Harry Reid. And she she was talking to him and. They were having this conversation like, well, if, you know, if, if somebody gets in there or if the Republicans are, are successful at doing A, B, C, and D just because they're in power, then they'll get voted out. But it's like, we're, I think we're at the point now where if Republicans take over in power, not just Congress, but like president and Congress, uh, it's just like you might as well have Trump in there. We'll never go back to a recognizable American democracy again. It just will never it will never be because they're going to steal it. They're going to take it away and they're going to turn it into an autocracy. Um, and that's like, that's my biggest fear. That's why I always ask, I know 2024 is far away, but in a way it's not, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, Oh my God, things can happen in a, in a, in a second. And this country would be, I mean, it's unrecognizable in my opinion to what it was in 2015. So I just get worried, but I mean, I'm hopeful because most of my guests now, including you, have said something positive, like you think we're going to get through it. And so I, I sincerely hope we do because it's just, I, I, I mean, I felt like when I lived in Russia, I understood what patriotism meant then. I understood what it was to be an American patriot. And I was also a little bit arrogant because I was 12 and I didn't really fully understand that the Russian people didn't have choices. In a way, I understood it, but in another way, I, I looked at them and thought they were suckers because I just didn't get it, and now I get it. And I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> Do not want that stuff going. I mean, again, it's not going to be Soviet America, but you know what I mean. It would just, it would just yeah, be no, like Yeah, no, it's just oligarchy. harder. You know, if you allow authoritarianism to take control of things, it's just harder to get out under, under the um, under its yoke. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look what's going on in Belarus, you know, um, they're, they've got... You and know, where? The protesters there. I'm sorry? Where did you say? Belarus. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the, the protesters there um, have, you know, balls of steel. Um, <laughs> no shit. Against, you know, <laughs> Lushenko, you know, and, 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 and his, his, his power structure there. And God bless him for it. You know, we're, we're very far away from that. Yeah. But, yeah, sure, it's always possible that our, our great nation could, and any nation for that matter, yeah. could fall by the wayside and that's why democracy takes you know perennial vigilance mm -hmm. you have to constantly be vigilant you have to be engaged mm -hmm. if you're not engaged if you get lazy if you don't vote if you don't have your voice heard if you don't fight for things you believe in then you're going to lose it we yeah. all have an obligation as american citizens to fight hard for our republic yeah there's 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 no there's no off-ramp there's no vacation right you know? exactly it's, it's a constant struggle against authoritarianism, against um, brutality, mm -hmm. against, you know, the, the evisceration of our rights. Um, we need to constantly use them or lose them, so to speak. So, you know, are we going to ever have a, a sigh of relief at some, you know, where we could just chill out and cruise, you know? I, I don't know 
yeah. for years if we're going to be able to do that. We, you know, we can enjoy life certainly, and we'll right. we'll, we'll, we'll get back to where we are. But you got to always remember. I don't care yeah. if you're six or sixty-five. You know, you, you you're you know, well, to the greatest six-year-old can understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, um, but you get my point. Yes. You know, you, you know, once you're of an age that you can understand what's what's going on around you, you, you need to you know needs to be instilled in you at a young age and it needs to be practiced by you at, a, at an age you can, you can understand um, right. the, 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 the assertion of your rights they're not self act you know they don't self activate you need to exercise them yeah that's why we, we talk about exercising our rights you need to exercise them you need to vote you know you need to have your opinions heard um, so that's the important lesson that we need to, to deal with here you know I mean this corruption was 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 a lot of it, you know, you know, rooted itself in our polity, you know, in our political system, mm-hmm. because of our laziness, because mm-hmm. we've dis- we disengaged. I mean, you looked at voter turnout. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the past, it's it's pathetic. Yes, it has. You been. know, for a free nation, you know, we've lulled ourselves into you know laziness, mm-hmm. and you know, our society's easy. You know, um, you know, there's not a lot of there's plenty of hardship in our country, but when things were really good, you know, it you know with this high employment and things of that nature, you know, people just care about their day-to-day stuff, right. you know, and, you know, you, you got to just shake, you got to shake that loose, you got to shake that ossification loose and, 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 you know, fight hard for, for your country, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and then the it's last question, active. the last question I wanted to ask you is just, what do you think, like, what do you want to happen and what do you think will happen with the filibuster? With what? I'm sorry. What do you want to happen and what do you think will happen with the filibuster? Or with the filibuster, you know, I, I'm very cautious about it mm-hmm. because, like you say, if we get rid of the filibuster totally, you know, and Republicans retake Congress, well, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, Payback exactly. <laughs> so, but I think the, what Joe, you know, proposed, I think recently, was an alter altering uh, of the filibuster mm-hmm. rule, not, not destruction of it, where they would have to, you know, have to do a speaking filibuster, yes. and it would make it, you know, more of a challenge for them to, to exercise it. Merely because they're obstruction, being obstructionist. Yes. You know, um, they have to, you know, make your case to the American people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's at the end of the day, who we have to make our, you know, who politicians have to make their case to. They're electorate and the American people. Mm-hmm. Republicans did a horrible job with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with regard to the COVID bill, it's, it's hilarious now that a number of them are like, are so happy and they're sending out these right. pressures and whatever to their constituencies. Oh, we passed it, but you didn't vote for it, you moron. Right. You, know, you didn't vote for it, you liar. You know, <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why. The administration is going around the country to sell the bill and say, yeah. hey, look, you know, GOP did not support this bill. Not one person voted for it, which I think is disgusting. It is. And, um, you know, you just got to call them out on their BS. And that's why I'm, I'm for confronting these types of people. Yes. You know, uh, you know in, in, certain, in, in, in certain ways, you know, mm-hmm. not, not giving into their gaslighting or falling trap or prey to their gaslighting, but, you know, to deal with them directly and say, well, this is, you know, you may be saying this, but this is really what you're looking to do. And mm-hmm. this is how, why you're doing this. And this is the reaction you're looking for. You know, breaking, break it down, you know, think about what, they, what, what they're doing and why, mm-hmm. you know, use your critical thinking. That's the way to deal with this stuff. Hmm. Wow. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, I'm, I'll it's been probably more awesome talking to you. <laughs> you're so sweet. Um, and I swear to God, one day Bob and I are going to get our asses up to New York and we'll all have to have dinner. Um, Do it. <laughs> I think I might have said that to you, like back in 2017, because we were living in California. We were living in Santa Rosa. Right. And uh, we had obviously planned, we live in the D.C. area now. And if mm-hmm. I wanted to go visit New York and then, you yeah. know, think what we were here for a couple of years and then COVID hit. And, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of family. So, it, and, and neither one of us are very, we're, we're both very much homebodies and. Right. We don't need vacations. Who isn't, the, who isn't these days? Exactly. But, like, we're natural home. We were homebodies before it was cool and popular. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you, you know, part of the crowd. <laughs> yes. But, we, you know, I keep, now that we've been, like, just locked down, because I've probably been one of the safest people in the United States, but, uh, you know, I still wash my groceries. But I... Um, I know that once this is over and we're vaccinated, you know, I don't know if it's going to be this fall or, or next year sometime, but we will be going up to New York, and I'm very much cool. looking forward to it. So well, thank we'll you. We'll have and a scotch or two. Yes, we'll have a scotch, although I don't drink scotch, but I might make, uh, you know, 
I, I might have one with you, an exception with you. But see, that's another word I forgot. I don't know what happens to me. I just forget those words. Uh, and this, there's a woman that listens to my podcast, and she makes fun of me for it. She remembers all the. It's like if, like for instance, like one time I couldn't think of of the term um, village idiot. So I, I said, town stupid person. <laughs> like she, she remembers all of my weird ways of describing the words I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> I know I will ask you back. Uh, thank you for being on the show. But before you go, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. You can follow me. At, you can find me, I should say, uh, at Lau for Law on Twitter and uh, at LauForLawGroup.com on the World Wide Web. Awesome. So I will put those two links in the Patreon description of the show. You can also find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. And all my books are on Amazon under my name, Kimberly Johnson. So if you get them, read them and like them, please give them a review. Anyway, Andrew, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. You have a wonderful day. You too, Kimberly. Speak soon.